This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Good Wednesday morning, everybody. I am Glenda Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for June 16th, episode 2705, brought to you today by State Line Tack. Good morning, horse people. Everybody up, rise and shine. It's a new day. It's Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Here we can go again. And away we go. Well, we have a big congratulations to do first thing in the show today, Jamie. And that is our friend, Jemmy, who produced this show for many years and still works with the Horse Radio Network. She produces she produces and edits several of our shows, her and her staff. And I think they do Retired Racehorse for you they as well. sure do. Shout out to George and Paul. <laughs> <laughs> well... Flintstone Media, the company that she started seven years ago, turned seven today. So she has an anniversary today, and she's worked her ass off to make it this far. And, you know, she's a single mom, and, you know, she's working at home trying to do all this. And, you know, her eight-year-old, about the same age as yours, was home during the pandemic last year. So she had to continue working while trying to keep him straight. And, you know, it just was kind of very difficult. So congratulations to her. She's... uh She's stubborn and tenacious, so uh, those two combination really make for a good self-employed person, because you have to be. Yep. But congratulations to her. We're very proud of her, and we're glad. And thank you, Jemmy, for working on everything you do for us. And guess what? Uh, August is coming, and we're going to be traveling, so you're going to be doing even more. So get that, get those, get those Yay! boys ready. Get them working. Get your business ready. That's right. So... Uh, we have some daily winnies and then a lot of stuff coming up on today's show. We have Dr. Brian Burke of Fox Run Equine Center talking about equine Cushings. We haven't talked about Cushings in several years. Samantha joins us from England with the Olympics report and talks about the British team selections. Plus, Jamie apparently has tons of weird news. And I have some regular news all coming up on today's show. But first, some daily winnies. I swear my birthday thing hops around my page and I can never find it. Here it is. Two birthdays for longtime otters, Misty Whitehouse and Robin Donahue. And Robin, of course, is a fellow cruiser, and she's coming on the next one, too. So we're looking forward to that. Also, a special hello to Libby and Sarah, and they know why. I'm not even going to explain. They know why. Very cryptic of you, Glenn. Mm. I mean, sneaky. <clears throat> All right. My daily when he goes out, because I need everybody listening to be like thinking really happy, positive baby thoughts. Pink is getting bred again today. Second go around for the, oh, the uh, first one didn't work. My baby mama. Ba first one did not work. Um, apparently, uh, super fun is that the semen got stuck at the airport. So they collected and shipped it out and it arrived here at Southwest airlines at 11 PM. 
Guess what? Southwest still there. Is closed at 11 p.m. So they couldn't get it till oh, the next morning. Oh, that's right. Morning. They shut down yesterday for computer issues. Didn't no, they? no, no, not yesterday. This was the time. Before. Oh, the first so time. They're just okay. not open. They like close at five. You know, oh, <laughs> like, gotcha. Like business hours. You know, so uh, it sat there until the next morning. They couldn't get it. So when they put it in, it was only like 40 percent at that point. Mm. And uh, he was like, "Well, fingers crossed." So I don't know what they're doing to fix the issue of shipping but it better be fixed uh so so hopefully anyway so we're expecting the, the arrival of the second batch the the um the second consummation of their marriage is occurring today <laughs> and um you have kids I'm, in the house don't you yes, yes i do <laughs> there's a few of them right down the street the box of Love arrived. <laughs> the love box. I, uh, the auditor and, post show is not going to have as much swearing in it today, I have to say. Nope. nope. There's, a, there's a house full. <laughs> Super fun. Summer vacation. You had Woo! sleepover, didn't you? Yes, we did. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll, hear, you'll hear some audio from the, from the crew because the, they don't understand what I do, nor does anybody really care. care. No, so. they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I wanted to give Auditor Angie uh, congratulations. She got a COVID pony, too, for her daughter. She's in Australia. She got an Australian riding pony called Molly for her daughter. I need to see what that looks like. Hold on. I'll be back. It's Yeah, it's in the auditor It's in the auditor room. And, uh, you know, she asked if it's still a COVID pony at this point. Well, they haven't declared it not a pandemic yet. So, yes, you bought a COVID pony for your daughter. I need to see what an Australian pony looks like. Kind of looks know. like other ponies. Be honest, <laughs> but I love squish <laughs> I think it was just you know probably it's uh, I don't know what it, it's an American riding pony here, and when they ship it down there, they just call it an Australian riding pony. I, I'm I sure they're descendants of the Brumbies, Glenn. They watch. probably are. They probably are. <laughs> no question about it. And uh, I can't announce it yet, but we have some exciting stuff coming up. I told Jamie about it before the show. We recorded the Horse Illustrated episode for next Tuesday. And oh my God, she had the biggest lineup we've had in a long time. So you're going to, you can look forward to that. She's, she's got this set up. I also have the first meetup announcement for the HRN Roadshow, and there'll be more of these coming in the next couple of weeks. I know some of you want to go to the meetups. The first one is here at our studio at the farm here in Ocala. Everybody locally, friends and family requested that we have a party here before we get started. I said, well, that, that's a good idea. I would have never thought about it. Uh, and I wouldn't have. But uh, it's going to happen on July 24th at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and here at the studio. So please email me at glenn at horseradionetwork.com if you want to come over. And this is friends, family, listeners. I know we have a bunch of listeners in this area. If you'd like to come over and just have a little picnic with us and uh, hang out before we head on the road, we would love to have you. And you can be part of the first official meetup. Uh, and I know we have some people coming over, so uh, we need to know how many. So that's why I'm asking for RSVPs. We will be doing, we will be asking for RSVPs on all the stops we have along the way. And we did officially confirm that Jamie, did you go, has her tickets because I saw the charge come through. So I guess you yeah, bought you your tickets. <laughs> yeah, I guess you bought your tickets. Jamie's going to be in on August the 7th, I think it is, right? That weekend. I fly into Lexington August 7th, the morning of August 7th, and I will be there for Saturday night festivities, whatever they may be in Lexington, as always good. And uh, Sunday, I think you have something planned that you haven't told me about. And then we're going to broadcast live from Kentucky Performance Products on Monday the 9th. So that I'm super excited. It's going to be really fun. And you know what the best part of it is, Glenn? What's is that? that I get to show up and then I get to go home. And you're stuck in your camper for five <laughs> weeks with your angry 
Yeah, yeah but we're going way. we're going from there up to see Marie in Michigan, and, and we're staying at a horsey campground, and a bunch of people are oh, coming yeah. in for trail rides for three days. So no, you're gonna have a blast. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I, I'll be riding my bike. They'll be riding horses. I'll be riding my bike. Well, I do have some news before we get on with the rest of the show. Uh, do you remember Andy Cocker, the show jumper we talked about? that got uh, suspended for 10 years because he electrified his spurs. Yes, that's act. right, that douchebag. Well, douchebag, sorry. You, God, <laughs> you have kids, sorry, remember. <laughs> so he had a 10-year suspension by the FEI. Well, it came out, finally, they, they re- have to release the records eventually of what goes on in the hearings. Well, he claimed it was a clicker. He had clicker trained his horses and claimed it was a clicker. And they said, well, in many of the pictures, it shows a wire going up from the clicker. And he said that that was a cord so he wouldn't drop the clicker. So he was Shut getting, up. he's Are getting real, serious? yes, he's getting real creative with his defense there. So, uh, now keep so in mind. The, the problem was at first, like nobody could really identify if that was a wire and if it was uh, something in his hand. So clearly he's like, yes, there's something in my hand and there's a wire attached. Cause he's like, came up with a, I clicker trained my horse. And in case I drop the clicker, I don't want it to just fall away from my horse. I'd like it to be attached to a long wire dangling behind my horse. As yeah. Show jumps. Usually when you do that, you put a little thing around your wrist. I mean, that's what you do with there. You don't attach it to your shoulder through your sleeve. So um, out of the more than 1,000 photos submitted, they examined 81 from eight international and various national competitions and identified a trigger button in 73 of those photos from around the world. So this wasn't something. Yeah, this was him. So this isn't something that he just did once, apparently did it everywhere. And they had five, and they won't name who they are for privacy purposes, but they had five people testify who were previous employees, grooms, and riders, and they all testified that, oh, yeah, he did this regularly. They actually had pictures of his riding boots, a pair of old boots that allegedly belonged to him and that were kept by one of the witnesses. So he replaced his boots and the witness kept them, and they had small holes visible in the inside of the boots where the cable would allegedly run through and go onto the spur oh my god that guy should be shot so he'd been cattle prodded he he was he's a big name he had been in over 1200 fei competitions that's just fei competitions and you know the thousands of others but i will post a link to the article on the chronicle of the horse you can find it there if you want to read and it did go through the article is very long it went through the testimony of each of these people and what they saw and witnessed and how he, he it wasn't really even a secret around the barn that he did it. So there you, you go. You know what? If you know about <laughs> this and you didn't say anything, you are guilty too. Well, uh, well he, he's not going to be competing for a while. <laughs> um, Robert Redford is selling his farm, Horse Whisper Ranch. Where did he get that name, Jamie? Weird. Weird. <laughs> so he's selling his ranch, and it, it is named Horse Whisper Farm, obviously. Do you think people the drove movie. by and they're like, huh, I wonder whose ranch that is? <laughs> Super weird. This is uh, in the mountains uh, uh, outside of Sundance Mountain Resort. It's Utah, right? Yeah, in Utah. Yes, yep. Utah. Yep, and uh, he he actually owns around 1,800 acres there. He's been buying up a lot of land there, but he decided to sell this farm. It only has a small house. It's a 1,500-square-foot house. It's a two-bedroom farmhouse, so it's tiny. 
Um, and it's, you know, so it's not very big. Uh, he does have other structures that include a woodshed, a garden house, a garage, a hay barn, horse stalls, and a handful of pastures. So it, it does have pastures on it. I looked at the pictures and it was nice, but it wasn't one of those that you went, oh my God, I'm going to spend $5 million for this. Well, the thing is, what they, they're saying is that deed restrictions limit development on the property. So he, he can't, probably can't couldn't build anything higher. But uh, this sounds, you said Sundance Mountain Resort. This you know He's the one in charge of the Sundance Film Festival. So mm. he must really have been buying up all Land of in the that area just to make yeah. that area his, you how, know, I guess. How old is Robert Redford now? He's got to be in his, his 80s. 80s. He would have to be, you would think. I mean, it makes sense that he's selling his big old ranch. Yeah, he owns like apparently five right? or six other places. So, you know, it's, it's just, this is just one of them. He's 84. Wow. 84. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I have to say it at 84, Robert Redford, still hot. He still looks good. Yeah, I saw him the still other day. He still looks good. Hot. I don't care what. Uh, hmm. I. I'd, I'd, <laughs> He's still on your list at I'd 84. I spent some time with 84 year old Robert Redford. <laughs> well, uh, and Bob I mean, Baffert. Bob Baffert can't just take himself out of the news. Now he's suing everybody. So oh, God. <laughs> he's suing Kentucky. He's suing because he's not allowed to race over there in Louisville anymore. He's suing New York because they kicked him out. He's just suing everybody. And he's still going with the antifungal ointment defense. Um, maybe somebody should thing. check his shoes for little holes. I don't know. Well, but. it's fine. That's great. Antifungal medication could have been the reason, but it's still illegal. It is still illegal. I'm sorry. And obviously, you've got a history of this because they would not suspend you for two years in every state because of one infraction. Give me a break. Well, this is why California kind of gave up. They were going after him years ago, but he has a million lawyers and $100 million to pay him. You know, so they kind of gave up because they didn't want to spend any more money on it. They were trying to kick him out years ago. And, uh, well, New York and Kentucky are going to find out what that's like. And there still has been no official decision on the race, which is bizarre. Oh, to take it away from him? Yes. I mean, they determined in the second test that it was there, but they still haven't come out and Again, said anything. I, I don't think it enhanced his performance at all. So I yeah. think they should keep it, but mm. I still think that it was illegal. And I'm sorry, there's a reason we have a zero Tolerance, you know, zero but, tolerance. But then policy. come out and make the ruling already. <laughs> what are they waiting for? Uh, yeah. They still haven't officially taken the title away. They're gonna. I mean, it's gonna happen eventually, but they haven't yet. So, I don't know. Well, now we're going to talk a little bit about, before we get to our first guest, StatelineTAC.com. If you go to StatelineTAC.com right now, you'll see that they're reminding you that uh, they have all the different kinds of dewormers and vaccines that you're going to want. And if you go to there, you're going to see a big banner on the homepage right now. Head on over there. You, there's about 20 different choices of uh, vaccines that are available through them and also uh, wormers. So, and you know... We uh, actually sent our—we're going to get the results soon. We did send in for our—you know how we send away for the wormer tests uh, on the ponies? And the guy's going to come on again and give us our results and find out how we did. Very cool. So so we're going to do that. But right now, 
you head on over there. The other thing that's still up and you want to check it out is they have all of the fly sheets listed on the homepage. Just click on the banner and they have a discount on many of the fly sheets that are out now. It is hot as heck in the country. I don't know about you guys, but all over the country, they're setting records in Death Valley. It's 130 degrees. That's just nuts. It's uh, um, it's 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 the hottest day of the year here. Chad goes, this is the hottest day of the year today. And I was like, awesome. And he goes, tomorrow is going to be the hottest day of the year as well. And I was like, <laughs> awesome. And he goes, you know what else? Friday is going to be the hottest what, day What are you getting well. up to right now? Are you in the, in the 90s, I assume? It's in the 90s, but I think uh, Friday, tomorrow is 97, oh, which, oh, you know, with, with like 80% humidity, you just want to die. Well, that'll, so, that'll be fun working that baby horse of yours. <laughs> I, you know what? I got up this morning at 7.30 and it's just fine. I worked three horses this morning. I'm glad we have an hour. But these, the, But the fly sheets, you guys, I posted a picture of Duke last night. Because he's now, he's babysitting the little yearling filly that's here for training. And he has to be covered from head, like nose to tail. So I was just... (laughs) Got full battle armor on. (laughs) Oh, God. He's ready for battle. And I was just looking at, there's a Shires Sweet Itch combo fly sheet that is on here. Oh, my God. With the um, boots that I told you guys about. You could cover completely cover your horse. Get some stomp stoppers. <laughs> They're fifty dollars for a set of four, and they will not collapse. They're amazing. Isn't anyway. the isn't the Shires one the one that actually comes up over his ears onto his forehead? The Shires <laughs> one literally. It goes does look like, like battle armor. <laughs> all the way down. You can see the whole belly wrap. You put some stomp stoppers on. The only thing visible is the maybe the front of their knee. <laughs> I love it. I want to get that. Duke. He needs it. State line investment in his future. There he goes. StatelineTech.com. You can find all of the different options for fly sheets today. Well, we did have, uh, I'm not throwing her under the bus, but emergencies happen, and she's been so good to us in the past. But Dr. Jones was supposed to join us today to talk about the SI joint. and uh, which, uh, which I really need to talk to her about. I know. But unfortunately, about a half an hour before the show started, she contacted us and said she had an emergency. So uh, we couldn't do that. I guess that's okay. Save a horse. Fine. So we went back into the archives, and you and Debbie actually did this episode. It was Dr. Brian Burke of Fox Run Equine Center a couple, three years ago, probably. And it was on equine Cushings, and I looked, and we haven't talked about Cushings in a long, long time. So we're going to replay that for you, and hopefully we'll get Dr. Jones on next week to talk about the SI joints if she doesn't have an emergency. But uh, let's take a listen to this from Dr. Brian Burke. It's time for the Horses in the Morning Horse Health Report, when our intrepid hosts, together with an unlucky member of the equine veterinary trade, attempt to inform, enlighten, or terrify horse owners everywhere into funding a Kickstarter campaign to mass-produce Kevlar-coated, bubble-wrap-lined equine products. Hi, Dr. Berg. How are you? Good. How are you? Fantastic. Where are we? You're, ta- you're in Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania, about 25 miles outside of Pittsburgh. Okay. And, and is it the, am I, is this right? The Fun Run Equine Center? 
Fox Run Equine Center. Fox, I knew it wasn't Fun Run. I was like, that has to be a misprint in my in my notes here. I'm like, I like it. Unfortunately, most of my clients don't find it fun when they have to visit me. No, absolutely not. The Fox Run Equine Center in Apollo, Pennsylvania. Okay, gotcha. Well, we're going to talk to you a little bit about uh, Cushing's disease. So I guess kind of give everybody the Reader's Digest version of what Cushing's disease is. So Cushing's disease, um, strictly speaking, is a human disease. It was originally described by Dr. Harvey Cushing in 1932, and it involved the pituitary and the uh, hypothalamus. But what we know now is that it involves a different part of the pituitary gland in the horse. It doesn't involve the same part, and we don't get all of the same things that happen, although it is similar it's not the same things. For instance, horses don't really have problems with the adrenal gland, whereas people and dogs do get problems with the adrenal gland based on the pituitary. Um, So the pituitary gland sits underneath the brain. It's not really part of the brain exactly, but it sits underneath the brain, and it gets some input from the hypothalamus above it, and what happens is the hypothalamus over time loses its ability to produce dopamine. And dopamine is what controls the the uh, hypothalamus and makes it do what it's supposed to. So when you lose that control, you get all kinds of interesting things that happen. Wait, wait, wait. Um, what is it supposed to do? Well, so it is supposed to help keep everything in regulation. Okay. Um, our growth, our metabolism, et cetera. It, it's kind of the control center for all the glands throughout the body. Okay. If you will. So um, without it, we don't do well. Um, so, so that that's, starts to malfunction. Okay. So you think what? Sorry. That's yeah. So that starts to malfunction. But we think that it actually starts in much younger animals. So typically, we see the disease show up in teenagers or so. Um, but we think it probably starts much younger, probably from free radicals that damage the hypothalamus over time. And so there, it's a gradual onset of symptoms, and most people don't even realize it's happening. When I talk to somebody, they'll say, oh, yeah, well, his coat's always looked that way since he was two. Mm. Probably not. Um, <clears throat> but it just is so insidious, it makes you think that. It's very easy to, to think that. So I encourage people to take pictures of their horse, at least on an annual basis, and compare. Right. What did they look like? Um, so... We get a whole bunch of things that get released, um, and yeah, there are all these acronyms, which I won't go into on the radio, but um, the biggest thing is that um, we end up with clinical signs of these older horses. They are hirsute, so they have a long, curly coat about 85% of the time. Because of that, they actually sweat a lot. Um, they may or may not have an increased appetite. Um, probably 70% of the time they're drinking and urination is increased. Um, they don't perform as well. They're quieter, more lethargic, depressed than they used to be. Um, and their belly begins to sag. They get this pot belly kind of sway back appearance because of muscle loss due to the disease. Um, and then the fat distribution changes. So they get fat in the crest of the neck, at the tail head, in the sheath, and, and these superorbital fat pads above the eyes. Um, and then we get to chronic um, 
infections, skin infections, pneumonia, cystitis, um, you know, can be anywhere. So they get over one infection, they get another infection. It's, you know, it's, their immune system just isn't working right because of all these things running around. And the worst thing is laminitis, founder. So their feet begin to hurt. They don't walk well. They sit back on their hunches. Um, and that becomes a real chore just for them to move around the stall. And, you know, we begin to suspect this. And we start to see some of these clinical signs. And they may not have all of them, but they will have at least some of them. Um, we see those and we see laminitis and we don't have another explanation for it. So we say, well, let's test them for some endocrine diseases and see what's going on. And the biggest one people think about, of course, is Cushing's. The other one is metabolic syndrome, equine metabolic syndrome. Okay, um, so those are two different things. Uh, um, they are two different things. So is the, the Cushing's disease is a slow, like a, a slow rolling kind of thing, like you, one thing and then another and then another, or do you just all of a sudden get hit with all of these things all at once? No, it's generally a, an insidious um, response. So it's, it's disease, I guess I should say. It's an insidious disease coming on over a number of years. So we, now we think it probably starts maybe even before they're 10 years old. Wow. But we don't typically see signs in ones that age. I have seen it in a two-year-old, and I have heard of it being diagnosed in a six-month-old, but those are like way outside the bell curve. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. So what I was saying before the show, uh, before you came on, is that I have a horse that has Cushing's. And, and we kind of, my, my vet kind of started to notice it because I, I called her. I'm like, listen, this horse is urinating in his stall five times as much as every other horse. And and everybody else's stall gets dry at the end of the day. And, and he, he's, is it just I don't know. He's drinking more or I don't know what's going on. And so we started to do, um, some kind of figuring out and, and it's like, Oh wait, yeah, he does have a lot of extra hair and he does have that pot belly and he does have, you know, he's kind of depressed and he is incredibly hungry all the time. You know, I mean, most horses are, you know, they nicker for the feed, but like he vacuums up the hay he's done with his hay, 10 times faster than anybody else makes me feel like I'm not feeding him enough, you know? So all of these things are going on and, um, I'm just kind of, you know, so, so the treatment, talk to us about treatment for, um, this disease. So treatment is, um, a lot of it is based on husbandry. So if we know we get all these diseases, we want to do things, to try and prevent them from getting laminitis. We want to do things to try to prevent them from getting subcellular abscesses um, and chronic infections. So just keeping them healthy by deworming because they're more susceptible to parasites. We want to deworm them. We want to keep them vaccinated for all the respiratory disorders and things that they can get. Um, so a lot of it, it comes down to trying to prevent all of these bad things from happening in the first place, but most of them end up on a drug called pergolide. And pergolide used to be on the market for people, but they took it off due to some cardiac problems. Um, but now we have it back, fortunately, as an equine-specific drug, and they don't seem to get those problems. They don't get the cardiac problems that people get, so that's great that they don't. Um, and the pergolide we give is a pill every single day for the rest of their life. And what it does is it returns that 
function of dopamine from the hypothalamus that they don't have and makes pituitary gland return to some kind of normalcy. Um, it may never be 100% normal, but it's much, much better. Um, there are occasional horses that will get a um, little inhabitants from it or even a little colicky from it at first. And so we have to back off on the dose and we start those, because typically it's a one milligram dose, we start those at maybe half a milligram. Um, you know, once they get over the signs, we start them at maybe half a milligram and then gradually work them up to the one milligram dose. Um, there are some horses that don't respond to one milligram um, and may need two or even three milligrams. And that's getting to be a lot. You can get some side effects, more severe side effects, like they simply won't eat ever. They colic from it. Um, Is diarrhea a symptom? And diarrhea can happen, yes. Yeah, so, you know, we try not to let that pergolide dose get up too high. Um, there's a newer drug called cabergoline that's on the market, um, and it's a long-acting dopamine agonist. And for horses that don't respond well to um, pergolide, which I have to say is pretty unusual, but does happen, um, we can consider that drug in use for those horses. And, that may and help what's them. that called? Cabergoline. Cabergoline. And is that uh, like an injectable or is it a feed-through? And uh What's the price point on that? Because I know at this point, because we did the half a milligram on chili for for a while, and then we started noticing the urination started coming back pretty heavy and the stall was wet all the time. So we have now gone up to one milligram, and he's good. But that's about a dollar a day. So how does it average out with the the other drug? I'm taking notes, if you can't tell. <laughs> Should have anticipated that question. I really didn't. Um... It's more expensive than pergolide. I can I can say that it's generally given by injection about once a week, um, but there are some oral formulations out there out there as well. Um, but it is more expensive than pergolide, so we try to stick with pergolide whenever possible. Gotcha. Okay. Well, he's eating a little pill. I mean, my gosh, you just take a handful of grain and uh, with a pill on it and hand it to him. He just eats it right up. They don't even notice it's so tiny. So, um, fantastic. This is this is great information. Now, give me like some sort of like positive news at the end of this because I'm kind of feeling a little depressed right now, honestly. So, well, uh, so the good news is, is okay. Go. Yeah, go it's ahead. perfectly manageable disease. You know, people come in here and they say, oh my God, it's a death sentence diagnosis. It isn't. Um, particularly once we treat it, once we know what's going on and we get it treated, we can get all of that infection under control. We can get their feet under control. I've seen ponies that come in here, they're just chronically laminitic and nobody can get them under control. We figure out they've got Cushing's, we put them on pergolide and lo and behold, the laminitis systems finally resolve. Um, you know, so that's that's the good news of it is that we can control it for many many years uh, by these medications and by upping our husbandry. You know, keeping them clipped, keeping them well, keeping them vaccinated and dewormed, um, all of those things, and and watching the grass, of course, too, particularly in the springtime with the lush grass. You know, then we know not to put them out on all that lush grass. We put a grazing muzzle on them, or we dry lot them, or whatever it takes to. Um, keep them from getting out there and, and redoing the laminitis in particular. So we, you know, no foot, no horse is a very true thing. 
So very manageable disease. I have many, many horses on Pergolite, and they do wonderful. They can continue their showing careers, um, take the kids around the property, go on a nice trail ride, any of that stuff. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. That's the good news that I needed at the end. Thank you, Dr. Burke. <laughs> <laughs> it's very manageable. He's not going to die tomorrow. Okay, not going to die. <laughs> not for a uh, long time. Oh, thanks, Dr. Burke. Dr. Brian Burke of the Fox Run or Fun Run Equine Center in <laughs> Pennsylvania. The phone number there is, uh, I don't I guess I don't need to give out the number. What's your website? Uh, FoxRunEquineCenter.com. Fantastic. If you guys live in the area, call Dr. Burke. He's a, a wealth of information. Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Burke, and we will look forward to talking to you again soon. You know, one of our auditors posted this on our auditor page, and uh, it was so interesting. She said, Equiderma Fly Spray. Rave. I ordered three bottles and so far love it. It smells so much better than most. Was spraying my horses during riding lessons, and the trainer commented on how good it smelled. My one horse must be thin-skinned because he always has flies eating him up, and he was even resting comfortable and not stomping at flies. Mosquitoes aren't out yet. Come to Florida. And I'm waiting to see how it works for them. Uh, She said, thanks for the tips from those that have used it. I ordered it, uh, but she ordered it from a retailer. But uh, there you go. And there were a whole bunch of comments about how it works. I use it on Scooter. I sprayed him this morning with it. Where he lives is right beside a little patch of woods in his dry lot. And the mosquitoes are the worst over there. And I mean, they're the big ones with the red heads. I don't know what they're called. There's a million different kinds of mosquitoes. But these are nasty. And they stay away. So it really does work. Uh, and then somebody asked today if we had a com- uh, coupon code right now for HRN. And as far as I know, we do not. Uh, but one of our, don't tell anybody, I'm telling you this, but one of our auditors went sneaking around and found one called, it's all one word, thank you 25. Thank <gasps> you, the number 25. And apparently it gets you 25% off. I don't know how good this one's for. I don't know what it's from. I'm just telling you guys, go to Equiderma.com, put in thank you 25. And it's, she got 25% off this morning. I can't guarantee they're not going to figure out this isn't supposed to be out there. I don't know. Uh, but give it a try. And I'm not just making all that up. It happened in the auditor page this morning because <laughs> I told I, them there's I'm no good you, one. Th- there's no fly spray that has come close to lasting as long and working as well as this fly spray. I am, I am a firm. I did not know about them until they started sponsoring and I will not buy something else. You know, I mean, I, I would just will not. So I've, I'm excited about the 25% off. Yeah, take, take, tr- I'm, I'm telling you guys, I'm not making this up. Use it today because I don't even know where that coupon code is from. So, so there you go. They're going to be like, somebody pull that offline. Yeah, there's a little inside information. Now they're going to be wondering why they get flooded with uh, thank you 25 coupons. And they don't even know it's from us. Well, um, and then why didn't they have a 25% coupon code for us? That's the other question. We'll have to right? find that out. I mean. Equiderma.com. We'll claim it. Hey, uh, something really awesome happened to me. Hey, what happened? Uh, you know, I get, we give away prizes. How many How many thousands of dollars in prizes have we given away on this show? Can you oh, give an estimate? It's probably, I think I figured it out last year, it was over 60000 Okay. How much of that did I get? Oh, you, you don't, you're <laughs> not eligible. And every time we have a cool prize, she goes, in and she whines about it every single time. You I'm whine. over it. However, Horse Nation did a contest, and they came on, Deanne came on and talked to us about how they were doing the hashtag Mud Madness giveaway presented by Smart Pack. Oh, yeah. And so yeah. you're supposed to submit a picture of you, your horse, like super muddy or whatever. And it was a heated battle. 
But congratulations, the winner of the entire Mud Madness giveaway is me! No, really? You won I, something? I did! Oh my gosh, <laughs> I posted the picture. All I had to do was like get people to click like, you know, and so all these people clicked like, like 200 people. So I won, and I just wanted to thank everybody. Guess what I get, Glenn? What do you get? I don't know. I, I, I don't think I ever looked at the contest, so... Well, this is just awesome. The Smart Pack Rain and Fly Sheet Duo System... Ada Mid-Country Boots, Leather Boots by Smart Pack, Piper Packable Waterproof Riding Jacket by Smart Pack, and a Rhino Smart Pack Collection Grooming Kit. This is like $500 worth of stuff. I'm so excited. <laughs> I just had to go. You I won something. Go, I did. And I just got an email. I've got to pick out the color of my Ada Mid-Country Leather Boots. Um, so does this mean you're going to stop whining about not winning anything with us? No, no it buys you a little time. <laughs> it buys you a little time, not I need to thank her. Thank you for pulling Jamie's name. <laughs> you can pull up my name. All the listeners voted for me. Oh, I'm it was popular. a vote. Oh. So was like, that's what was the best part about it was like everybody voted. The people voted for me. And the, the picture was ridiculous. I mean, it's a horse standing in our pond with her eyes closed, like just soaking <laughs> up all the awfulness. We called her the big hippo. Uh, <laughs> so she just spent all her time here in the pond. So it was great. Well, yay! Thank you. Congratulations. And thanks, Smartpack. Now, could so you win fun. the lottery next so we can all share in it? How much money do you think I'd give you? Uh, <laughs> I would do the show for free. I, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know that you would continue doing this show after you won the lottery. I know that. Uh huh. For sure. I would. I'd like. I'd be like. Well, today my butler woke me up. <laughs> and my breakfast is not cooked. Yeah, maybe we could put you in a. Se- we could build a soundproof room so your family would stop making noise in the kitchen while we're doing the show. They're doing pretty good right now. It's quieted down. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, and I know you wouldn't do the show. And because, and so let's go to somebody that's not lying right now. And that's Samantha <laughs> from Great Britain about what's going on over there with their Olympic selections. Well, hi, Samantha. How are you? Here I am. Here I am. Yes, I'm very well, thank you. And actually... Especially today, um, that's quite fitting that we should play that music because we've just celebrated the Queen's official birthday. And I've been watching all the um, mounted cavalry and the Blues and Royals and the, the lifeguards practice in the park. They've been getting ready for the trooping of the colour and it's just been so fantastic to watch. You know, people travel in English. thousands of miles to watch that and you see it every day. I know. I'm pretty <laughs> lucky. And another thing, before we get talking about proper business, it has been the most amazing weather here um it's been hot and sunny what wow that yes. never happens <laughs> my son is dying because no one has air conditioning <laughs> but i'm loving it and most people are so it's been fantastic and we just had glorious victim in the sunshine over the weekend where i think the top five in the four star short were all uh came from the long list of the the brits team that will be so that's the you would not want to be a british selector right now well let's talk about that let's talk about the olympics i think yeah i think they're going to announce most of their teams like the proper teams they've today is a good day to talk because they just announced the um 12 riders nine riders and three reserves who are on the long list squad for dressage so now we've named all three uh long lists and i think 28th of june which is next monday is the day that people will announce who will travel 
Yeah, because we're running out of time. The Olympics, believe it or not, are less than a month away or a month away. It's crazy. Very exciting. Although actually, and interestingly, we've got Royal Windsor Horse Show um, beginning of July. So I think we'll know the team before then. But um, uh, I think quite a lot of the listed show jumping riders are going there. But yeah, let's talk about dressage quickly first. We just announced that. And we see... um, Mostly faces that you're familiar with if you know anything about British dressage, and even if you don't, Charlotte Dujardin, duh, I mean, who hasn't heard of her? Carl Hester, they're both listed. Um, interestingly, Carl is on a horse that uh, partly belongs to Charlotte called En Vogue, and uh, Charlotte is on a horse that partly belongs to Carl when they're called <laughs> Mount St. John Freestyle. But they're both on there. Fiona Bigwood, she's um, represented England before, she's on there. Richard Davison, he's um, a stalwart of British dressage. Gareth Hughes, Susan Pape, Laura Tomlinson, she was part of the trio in London. Do you remember it was Laura, Carl and Charlotte who won gold? And she, um, she's on there again since having a Wouldn't baby. it be amazing if they did it again, the three of them were oh, selected? Oh, my God, it would be amazing. <laughs> I mean, I think we've got a good chance. I don't know. You I definitely do. Our, Some... I think all our teams have a good chance. Yeah, I do. you definitely do. And uh, one of, this gives me... Uh, opportunity to plug that we have Stefan Peters coming on next Tuesday's episode. So. Oh, that's exciting. <clears throat> He's a good that's horse really right now, really exciting. Yeah. Um, just to digress a little bit, when I was talking about Royal Windsor, it made me think about our 20, 2010 and 20... Wait, what was it? 2018? Mm-hmm. Was it 2018? 2018, Did we do yeah. the yeah. Gosh. Uh, Seems anyway, like 10 years ago. Um, <laughs> Because all those big famous drivers are going to be at Windsor doing the driving. Oh, that's right. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So yeah. that was exciting. Anyway, um, sh- should we talk about the show? Do you want to talk about the show? Sure. People? Let's talk about show jumping. We, I think, well, I don't know. Everyone's so good at show jumping, but we have Scott Brash. We have Harry Charles, William Funnel, obviously eventing people know him as Pippa Funnel's husband. But he's <laughs> Uh, a pretty awesome rider in his own right. And they also do all their breeding. And he is riding um, Billy Diamo, that was bred by him. Ben Mayer, who's been winning everything recently. Uh, Emily Moffat, Holly Smith, a couple of younger riders. Ellen Whitaker, James Wilson and Alexandra Thornton. So that's exciting. And we'll see quite a few of them riding at Windsor. Some of them on the horses that they're listed on and some of them on other horses. Oh, wow. Okay. So, they, so they'll have, get a last look at them before then they make their selections. That will be, no, I think they'll make their selections before that, but that'll be the last uh, big show they'll do, like as a tune-up gotcha. before they go to Tokyo. And actually, Jessica Springsteen is coming too, and she has already won before at Royal Windsor. Mm. And if you can't come, which obviously not a lot of people can because they're restricting it, they're allowed to run it, but it will be restricted number of um, spectators. They are going to live stream the main arena on the Royal Windsor website. Oh, cool. And we could even watch, we can even watch that. Yes. And that's what I've been doing a lot of lately. It's been so much fun. I've been sitting, watching live stream. I watched Victon uh, last weekend, which was fantastic. Um, They were the one that they put it on at the last minute to replace Bramham. And it's right down in the south of England. It was most beautiful weather. And um, there were more than, I think, more than 100 starters in the four-star short. And the top wow. five were all. It was uh, Tom McEwen won on Toledo de Cursa. Kitty King was second on Vendredi Biatz. Third, Ros Cantor on All-Star B. Um, Laura Collett fourth. And Oliver Town and fifth. So how, how do you pick three from there? And then, oh, it's, it's impossible. Anyway, it was... 
really exciting to watch. And then, of course, this weekend we've got Le Mule. It doesn't stop. It just keeps coming. <laughs> I know you we know have. What, though? How nice, though, because you have had nothing for so long. And now, <laughs> we welcome back. I've had nothing. I know. And it's going to start raining again tomorrow, so I'll feel less guilty about sitting. <laughs> <laughs> it's a British. They feel guilty when it doesn't rain. <laughs> I know. Well, yes, and because I've got a bunch of teenagers staying at the moment. Um, and they, I can't, yes, I get up and um, go for a walk with a dog, and then they're just about getting up before lunch and then they sit around and watch tv while they decide what they're going to do i'm like oh it's driving me crazy go out my let's my mom would say go out and play get out of the house get some fresh air my mom used to say go out and play and don't come back till dark and And you turned out all right yeah we went out and played we were all over town that was different times and they really didn't care what we were doing all day but uh you know i think things have changed a little bit i don't see jamie saying hey lucas go out and play in town and come back at dark i don't think i see her doing that but um but we used to to. i have a farm go outside go yeah but but we were in town just all over town nobody cared we rode our bikes everywhere we played at the park we were at other people's houses they had no idea where we were all day long but that's the way it was back sounds, then, you know. It sounds just was... pretty heavenly. Yeah. <laughs> Samantha wants to do that right now. <laughs> yeah, I want to kick them out. I don't want to see them. <laughs> oh, they just sit and eat and drink all day long and make a mess. Endless. Anyway, sorry. I don't know how. We that sounds like a mom of teenagers, teenagers right there. <laughs> she is so frustrated. I've got two eight-year-olds in my house right now. Slumber party last night, and like it's summer, and I'm like, okay, what are you guys doing today? And they're like, we're eight. Like they can't leave. <laughs> like can y'all just I get think, out. <laughs> yeah, when my kids were about eight, I think we did. Um, I made. I put a tent up in the backyard. I'm like, let's go camping. It'll be so much fun. I was the only one who spent the whole night. Even the dog went in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're a better mom than me i'm like it's too hot outside it's, so have you slept in the barn just, yet just stubborn with lucas jamie <laughs> have you slept in the barn yet like it's in a camp out on the hayloft or we haven't we don't have a hayloft we don't camp oh, out in the true. barn i did sleep uh in the barn two years ago when i was waiting on pink to drop her foal <laughs> so <laughs> i don't think that counts you know what i'm uh, you uh, you know what a huge camper I am, yeah. and I'm not stubborn like Samantha. I will not wait it out. I will go right back to my comfortable bed once everybody goes to sleep, and I can sneak away and go back to the hotel. <laughs> it's funny you say that because Jennifer said last week as we were doing our tour, uh, she said, "I never th- you hate camping." I said, "This isn't camping. I, the bed's more comfortable than at home. I have a bathroom and a kitchen and a refrigerator full of food. That is not camping." You're like, this is great. This is great. (laughs) Camping is, you know, on the ground with bugs. And uh, we don't, you know, I'll take, I'll take my RV any day. (laughs) So are things as crazy in Great Britain right now with price of farms and houses and people buying up motorhomes and cars and all? Is it that crazy over there too? Horses? Um, I don't think cars are as bad. I just bought a little used car, which I'm loving. Um, but houses and farms, yes. I mean, off the chain, terrible. I'm renting, so it's just, yeah. <laughs> what Not about easy. horses? Are horses way overpriced right now? I don't know. I don't know, actually. I know that um, people are still buying horses and selling horses, and I think they're doing good business, but I have no idea, to be honest. 
Because I just had to, I was finding a client, a horse, and I exhausted the United States. <laughs> I was like, there's just nothing. And you, what what was being priced at for like $30,000 was like horses that maybe could go kick around a novice, but had like an old injury, you know, like a, a limited. So I, I was really mm. frustrated. So I found a nice woman who deals in horses uh, in England, outside of London. And I bought a horse from her and it cost less to buy the horse and have it shipped to the west coast of the United States than it did to find something com- barely co- comparable in the U.S. So, That's but I've crazy. heard since then prices have even <clears throat> continued to go up because all of us Americans are buying your horses. Going crazy! It's going crazy. Right I mean, I think it's whatever the market will bear. I think I remember one good old boy telling me, you know, a horse is worth whatever someone will pay for it. So I think that's yeah. that's uh, true of anything, scary. right? <laughs> If they're so, going up and up, yeah. Samantha, I just read today that Ocala. Now we have the World Equestrian Center, by the way. I can't wait to show so you exciting. that. You're going to love that place. Um, so uh, we have the World Equestrian Center, but I read today that over 2019, new construction of new homes here in Ocala is up 42 percent. Oh, it's just nuts. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I know. <laughs> You're not moving here right now. Little farms like the one we live on have doubled, if not tripled in price. Rents right now. Rents right now uh, for a place like we're living in uh, used to be maybe $1,000, $1,500 for a tiny farm. And a small house, tiny farm, you'd get maybe a 1500 bucks. Right now they're gone for four to 5000 a month. <gasps> it's just insane. Ocal is the new NYC. It is. New York City. It is. If you're a horse person, it is. It's just crazy. It's just crazy. Well, you're in the know. right place. I don't know where it ends. How's I don't your, know where this all ends. I don't know. How's your spare room? Uh, you, you, you're still welcome, Samantha. You're good. And we have a camper now. We can put you out there. You don't even have to put up <laughs> <Right>. with me. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, and uh, it's very exciting. I think the next time you're coming on will be right before the Olympics, so... Oh, my God. Well, we'll oh, now. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I did hear, now, that a little birdie told me that, little birdie that's going, uh, told me that they're being really strict in Japan uh, about everything and that you yes. pr- they're not even handing out condoms this year. So that's <laughs> how strict they're being. They're not, um, you have to have two tests within three days before you leave. Before and, you even leave and get on the plane. And apparently they're going to be testing over there, and they put a kibosh on parties. You're going directly to your venues and then back. Now, I got to think that yeah. some of those track and field people who are known for partying are going to find a way. But uh, yeah. Is that the party group, the track and field? Apparently swimmers and track and field are the party groups. Really? I don't know. The venters are I would have thought the horses. Yeah. Well, yeah. From, what I heard the, the, from what I heard yesterday, the equestrians try and get in on the track and field parties because they're the good ones. So <laughs> there you go. All right. Oh, thank exciting. you, Samantha. Appreciate it. Speak to you soon. Bye, Bye guys. Bye. Time to learn why some days you're embarrassed to be part of the human race in Jamie's Weird News. All right. Well, you know, weird news. It's subjective, I guess. But you know what? (laughs) All of you in your own parts of the world have your own weird news. But I think that the place that always has the most weird news. Glenn, where is that? Uh, Oklahoma. 
No, it's not. Oh, it's Florida. So Florida. we're going to end on Florida. Mm. Uh, but I would like to think, um, here we go. Are you ready? You're sitting down. Because I didn't do the weird news last week. So uh, I've got to thank Casey, Danielle, Sandy, Nicole, Maggie, Jenny, Laurie, Rochelle, and Glenn for all <laughs> sending me weird news. I can't get to them we're gonna all. We're going to have to end, start a separate podcast here soon. <laughs> <laughs> but that was so, that would be really funny. So, yeah, it's just all the weird news stories. If you guys see a weird news story and you're like, huh, that's weird, email it to me, jamie at horseradionetwork.com, and put weird news in the subject because, uh, because that's just what I want to do. I want to hear all about it, the weird stuff that happens. And I thank everybody for being a part of it. Uh, we're going to start with, I'm going to start with a happy story. Okay. Just, a, it's kind of weird, but it's also happy. Dog Is this one in Florida? Vehicle. Please tell me no, they're happy. No. We're going to Idaho. Okay? okay. Idaho. And Tilly the dog had a chaotic few days because uh, it was like middle of the day and they got in a car accident. Linda Oswald and her family uh, got in a car accident when they collided with another car and the car shattered the Yukon's rear window and flung their dog out through the opening. Uh, now, they did see him land, survive, look stunned, and then ran off. Okay? So... He wasn't he, getting back in the car. <laughs> no way, dude. There became a serious, like, a manhunt for Tilly the dog. It was, like, in the community, 3,000 people shared the post. And it's, uh, I mean, it's Kootenai, Kootenai County. Okay? So it's, it's a very t- tight-knit community. And um, so Tyler Potter and Travis Potter were out with their sheep and they're running around and they're looking at it and, and they say, Hooey, get over here. Hooey is the name of their sheepdog and Hooey didn't come. And he's like, Hooey, come. Hooey doesn't come. And he's like, what's weird? My, my sheepdog always comes when I call and I look out there and uh, guess who's herding the sheep? Tilly. <laughs> so the dog got thrown out of the car, ran off, found a sheep farm, and was like, I live here now. This is what I do. I work here. <laughs> you know, they, they always say those dogs love to work. They apparently love to work. They do. They do. And this one's not even, I mean, I, I, it's a, it looks like a, a shepherd mix of some kind. I don't know what kind, but it was it was shepherding. <laughs> they found it. But at that time, a policeman drove by. They handed off Tilly, and then they, you know, there's a happy family reunion. But I just thought that was hey. a super weird story that had a happy ending. And it's about animals. That's what I like to do. Next. Okay. That music, by the way, was really quiet for, for me. Um, just so you know, this story is not as happy, <laughs> but equally as well, much weirder, actually. Um, we're going to go to Santa Rosa, California, which is where Chad's whole family is from. And there's a um, big vineyards, you know, like Santa Rosa, Rosa is all vineyards, Sonoma County. And um, this guy was out checking his vineyard and, and he's, sees a weird car there's a a a car parked on his vineyard up by some equipment and on a barn and he's like that's weird so he calls the police and he's like hey there's a dude there's a car uh, at my vineyard and i need you guys to come and check it out so the deputy drives up and he sees a hat sitting on a piece of farming equipment and then (laughs) that is when 
they discovered a man stuck inside the shaft of a vineyard fan. Why? Why is he stuck in a fan inside a private vineyard? Well, here's the police quote. (laughs) This is a statement. The man indicated that he liked to take pictures of engines of old farm equipment, the statement said. But after a thorough investigation, which revealed the farm equipment wasn't antique and the man had far more methamphetamines than camera (laughs) equipment, the motivation to climb into the fan shaft remains a total mystery. (laughs) He's like, on meth, decides to climb into this metal Shaft. I don't know what a metal fan shaft. I don't is, either. But it was tight. There's like there's pictures of but him why like would in this you tube, do that? and you see a leg. Hop, you have to be really, <laughs> you have to be really high. Matt, drugs are bad, kids. Drugs <laughs> are bad. He uh, required medical treatment, but is expected to make a full recovery. And he's also going to be charged with trespassing and drug violation, drug possession, and violations of his probation. Because guess what? He was on probation. Um, but anyway, all is good at the vineyard. No, no grapes were harmed. In the telling of this story. <laughs> oh, this next one's amazing. Oh, sad news. Uh, NBC had to halt production on their show called Ultimate Slip and Slide. Ultimate Slip and Slide. Apparently, they're doing some sort I of like this one. weird reality show. And uh, <laughs> they had to um, halt production because of... Uh, Giardia. And uh, Giardia is a parasite that causes explosive diarrhea. (laughs) And I can't imagine a more, like, hilarious way to, they should have kept filming. Explosive diarrhea. Now, it doesn't say if anybody had explosive diarrhea on the slip and slides, but they had to shut down for the health and safety of everybody. So I'm assuming they did. Now, reps for the show did not return Fox News. I bet they did. <laughs> but, uh, How many yeah. porta potties do you need when everybody gets explosive diarrhea? So they said that Giardia was. Um, Found in the area, news of the outbreak was... It's usually in water, right? Isn't that where they find it? uh, Yeah, it's in water. The outbreak caused 40 members of the crew... Oh, they didn't have 40 porta potties. ...violently ill (laughs) with, quote, awful explosive diarrhea. They did not have 40 porta potties there. The report claims it left people, quote, collapsing on set and rushing to find restrooms. Apparently, Giardia spreads really easy and it was in the water and uh, I don't know... Maybe more chlorine in the water next time. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. So oh my keep, we'll keep you guys up to date on the uh, ultimate slip and slide. And are you trying to visualize them all running for bathrooms all over the uh, building? All I visualized was a yellow <laughs> slip and slide. But like, oh. Okay, okay, okay. If this happened, I'm about to tell you guys the greatest story of all time. Okay. We're going to go make our way to, where are we going? And Cape Cod. We're going to go to Providence Town, okay? Oh, yeah, been there, yeah. Well, a little before 8 a.m. Friday. Cape Cod, very tip. Yeah, you guys sitting down? Okay. A veteran lobster diver, Michael Packard, entered the water for his second dive of the day. And uh, usually, licensed commercial lobster divers just basically swim down to the bottom and pluck the lobsters off the sandy bottom. That doesn't seem very sporting or fair, but whatever. They go down and they just grab them. And apparently... Well, that's more uh, sporting than with a big net. 
I don't think any of that's very scary. I don't know. I just feel like you're picking up a giant cockroach off the bottom of the ocean. Okay. So he like goes and he plucks lobsters off the bottom and he saw a schools of these stripers and sand lances, whatever they are swimming by like super fast. Well, and something they say that was truly biblical as it was going along the ground, a humpback whale opened its mouth and they can't see when they open their mouth. They just open their mouth and swallow everything. Yeah, because their eyes are hidden. Yeah. All of a sudden, I felt this huge shove. And the next thing I knew, it was completely black. I could sense I was moving. He got swallowed by the humpback whale. What's his name? Moby Dick? He said, I could feel the whale squeezing with the muscles in his mouth. Oh, my God. He said, initially, I thought I was inside a great white shark, but this says he couldn't feel any teeth and he hadn't suffered any wounds. And it quickly dawned on him that he had been swallowed by a whale. He says, I was, quote, completely inside. It was completely black. And I thought to myself, there's no way I'm getting out of here. I'm done. I'm dead. All I could think about was my boy. He thought about a lot in that short time. <laughs> mouth. Well, since he was outfitted with scuba gear, he struggled, and then they started struggling against the stomach. Like I don't, I, I expect him like pull out a knife and like escape, like yeah. you know, the the guy did like in Rambo. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy too, yeah. you know, <laughs> Rambo. Um, so anyway, he starts struggling, and apparently the whale starts freaking out. And breaches up in the air and starts flinging himself side to side, his head side to side, and ejected the man out of his mouth from his stomach or whatever and threw him out into the ocean. Apparently, Packard's sister, Cynthia Packard, spoke with the crew who relayed some of the details to her. Packard (laughs) said Mayo saw the whale burst to the surface. He thought it was a great white shark. He said there's all this action on top of the water. And then he sees the whale fling her brother out of his mouth into the sea. So there's actual witnesses that saw this happen this story <laughs> is everywhere if you have not heard this they said humpbacks are not aggressive but just when they open their mouth this was a juvenile and it was just feeding on the bottom of the ocean it opened their mouth it builds out like it a was parachute. probably surprised something that big went in there too you know <laughs> i mean they must have just been right in line how amazing is that story okay i just had would you ever it. go back in the water again i'm never going in the water in the first place so you know it's never gonna happen uh, Jamie's not an ocean diver. She's not. I, I don't do... Uh, I do pools. I yeah. can do a pool. You do pools, but not oceans, no. That's enough. And uh, this is a reason not to do lakes, Glenn. Oh, it must be in Florida. <laughs> this one has to be in Florida. Let's head to Florida. <laughs> We've got to always end up in Florida because, um, you know, there's things in Florida that walk around that aren't anywhere else. And uh, so there's a post office, okay? And the post office, when you walk into the lobby, they have the sliding doors, you know? Like, they open, just open for anybody, including a seven-foot alligator who made his way into the lobby of the post office. He was trying to mail an Amazon return. Right? Yeah. Um, it says Hernando County Sheriff's deputies responded to the U.S. Post Office facility in Spring Hill in reference to a seven foot alligator roaming the lobby area. The alligator was discovered by a patron who came to the post office to mail a package. This post office location features automatic double doors that allow entrance into the lobby. Uh, they did safely remove the alligator 
from the lobby, but um, no word on how the patron who just happened to open the door and walk <laughs> in to see a giant door. I mean, and there's a picture of it. There's a picture. They they tweeted out a picture, and it is a giant alligator, like, laying on the tile, <laughs> hanging out. Now, you're a back. deputy, and you're in your car, and you're eating your donut, and, and you get the call. Are you driving really slow, hoping the other guy gets there first? Somebody get there. Somebody get there first. <laughs> Please, God. Are yeah. you hoping for a bank robbery at that point, just so you don't have to go take the alligator out of the post office? there you go that's your weird news for the day again if you guys hear any weird news stories and again i have like 10 more but please keep sending them weird news continues to happen all over the country jamie at horseradionetwork.com and make sure you put weird news in the subject line because i get a lot of weird emails and i love to know that that i can just plug these into a file and reference them when next wednesday happens so we'll talk to you next wednesday with some more weird news very good. And tomorrow we have fox hunting episode here on Horses in the Morning. And then Friday we're going to do some really bad ads. And Jamie's going to be coming to us from California. Yeah, baby. Be at the movement. Uh, movement 2021. And it's movement tw- yeah, movement2021.com. Go, you can go check out what that is. And it's not being broadcast this year, I guess. No. I think if you buy tickets, they'll, they'll show you videos. Or I don't know how it works. But just go to the movement 2021. 20- 2021.com to find out more. All right, very good. And we'll be back here shortly with a post show for you, an auditor post show. If you want to become an auditor, go to horseradionetwork.com, scroll down the right-hand side of the page and click on the auditor banner, and you too can listen to the post shows and be part of the community that was built and is still building over on Facebook. That's it for today. You can find all the past episodes at horsesinthemorning.com. You can find Jamie on her Facebook page at... You can find me at Flyover Farm, Jamie Jennings, Certified Monty Roberts Instructor. You can friend me, but I'm boring as an individual. The cool stuff happens on the Flyover Farm Facebook page. Otherwise, you see pictures of my kid. Sorry, doing all kinds of things. Yeah. Thank you, Dirk everybody. Fingers crossed for pink. Come on, little <laughs> swimmers. Make your way to the love. Let's hope they don't get spit out like that guy did. Yeah, gross. <laughs>